So welcome everybody to another episode of the Rematches Clubcast. Here is what you have to look forward to in tonight's episode. How spicy do you like your Chang sauce? <laughs> <laughs> I did just want to mention to anyone out there who was listening to Ryan explain his newest beer um, and trying to write down all the names on that. <laughs> There's a lot of action on that, Ryan. <laughs> oh, I agree with that. I agree with him not agreeing with your th- agreement. Do you see what I'm wearing right now? I am Actually, brewing. Called the... Oh, shit, what did I call it? Not so large American... Wait. Not so... Yeah, we'll say American. Not so large American Craft Beer Fest 2018, the annual, first annual, by the way, uh, craft beer competition where the boys from the Craft Brews and Geek News podcast vote to bring you their favorite beers. The Malter Alter. <laughs> if you don't like Oberon, then you're an asshole. I'd agree with I, that. I don't know how to say it any differently. <laughs> And I tried to drink six of these in one day. Don't don't ever make that mistake. Don't you ever. Because it just it started tasting like soup. And I was like, oh, and I'm in it for like three more. I was just in it. And I was like, oh. Welcome to the official podcast of the Brewmasters Club, Craft Brews and Geek News. Sit back, pour yourself a pint, and let's get into it. Now here's the founder of the Brewmasters Club and your host, Donnie Gallagher. Welcome, Craft Beer. My name is Donnie. Welcome to the Craft Brews and Geek News podcast, the official Brewmasters Club podcast, where we talk about geek news, national stories, local flavors, and our favorite geeky nuggets of pop culture. I am joined this evening by one redheaded shaggy man named Mr. Lousman. How are you, sir? I'm doing good, man. Just uh, cruising on into this week. <laughs> Getting ready for uh, getting ready for a long four day or three day <laughs> weekend. Three three day weekend. Got it. Got it. Yeah. And, and another handsome man, Mister Rye Guy, Brood Bay One Three. How are you? I'm doing great, Donnie and Last Man. I'm doing great. Did you say Brood Bay? Man, I keep saying it wrong. I said it wrong again this time. I'm Did sorry, you? Ryan. I, I said it. Yes, that was the second time I said it wrong. First it was first it was rum, and now it's brood bay. Brood, brood babe. I think I said last time. I don't know, man. Yeah, it's you just, did. Uh, yeah, it's it's real bad. Anyways, welcome. So today is uh, what the tail end of August. Uh, so we are coming to you, and we typically start right off with things in our "What are you drinking? What are you gonna drink?" segment. But first. Given that our podcast is now recording on Tuesdays, we just wanted to express our sympathies for all those affected by the deadly mass shooting um, at the Madden event in Jacksonville, Florida last Sunday. So just a few days ago, Um, there's been confirmed that three people are dead, including the gunman. Several others were injured after a gunman opened fire at a Madden Championship Series event in Jacksonville, Florida. So these these folks here were gaming their hearts out at an EA event, and the, the winners of this set event were actually going to go on to Vegas for a competition. It's supposed to be a great celebration of, of video games, and, and it was in a bar environment, so there's some you know beers floating around there too, but uh, we just, you know, we it's sad. It's really sad news, so... 
Um, it's a shame. Uh, I believe the gentleman that actually was the gunman was um, a previous winner. He had pictures of himself winning the competition in 2017, I believe. So um, we've got a couple links here. We won't dwell on it, but just before we move quite along so quickly because of this thing being so close to home, I just wanted to go on the table here before we got into things and just let everybody kind of speak their piece and, and say a few words about it. So uh, Broodboy813. Yeah. Um, you know, won't get too much into it. It's definitely really sad when something like this happens. Um, you know, you ask yourself, could it have been prevented? Was, you know, there are stories coming out saying that there wasn't enough security. I don't know, man. Like, can you, you know, there's, there's all sorts of things, but regardless of that, it's really sad. And um, my heart goes out to everybody that was there just playing Madden. You, you know, you don't think that that's ever going to happen. I mean, think of how many, uh conventions and sponsored events that that you know we've all been to in our lifetime and what are the chances that you know one of us could have been at this event just covering it even for a podcast i mean just you know it's in florida i'm not saying we we were invited or not but because we weren't but you know what if what if us what if we were there you know and and it's kind of like that's that's the iffy funny thing about life now i will tell you that my mom's good friend uh, that she works with her son was there and he was actually on uh bay news nine last night uh for for their 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 show and his name is uh steven javararski excuse me if i mispronounced that he was there uh two of his best friends died uh in in that shooting and a bunch of other people that he knew were injured he was actually one of the ones that made it into the bathroom called called 911 and then called his parents and it, the whole story is on Bay News 9 uh, maybe later if you want we can share the link that's up to you but uh so it's 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 I mean, strange the connection there from Florida, you know, and all of us affected. I mean, we're all gamers and things of that nature. But to even be closer on that perspective, knowing somebody's son that was there, he's top three in the world playing Madden at this event, and you know, could have could have been killed too. Is is kind of, yeah, it's just a lot to take in. So yeah, it's rough, and I know that you have a, you know, you really enjoy playing the game, and you very well could have been there, you know, with uh, <clears throat> a, a different life like some of those guys. So, well, uh, if there's and, one game I could have covered for the podcast, it would have been Madden or yeah. Dragon Ball Z. That's right. <laughs> so. That's right. So yeah, it's it's rough, Mister Lawson. You have any any words just to say about this terrible tragedy? I I really didn't know until it was a couple days past. I caught. I don't have tools. So I caught it on the news. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just really sad. It's just sad for the gaming community. It's sad for pretty much everyone involved and everyone touches. So Mark goes out to, to everyone impacted by that. And I don't really have any other connection to it. But yep. yeah, and I won't go. I won't go through all the tweets and the the stories and the speculation and whatnot. Again, you know, now it's it's Tuesday, so I'm sure things have calmed down a bit. But um, but yeah, it's sad. It's sad. And and the good news is that you know all the players involved, and I say that figuratively. I mean like EA Sports acknowledged it. Uh, the governor acknowledged it. The you know the president, of course, you know they were all communicating to try and get this thing resolved and uh, and assist local law enforcement as quickly and easily as possible. So I'm sure everything was functioning there at full you know capacity. It's just a shame, and it's just it's just sucky, and it just paints a bad light. And 
it's already been a pretty you know, bad year for EA Sports in terms of all their business decisions, and this is just a black mark to kind of close out 2018. So hopefully this is the last incident like this that we see. Uh, but it's a shame, and it's uh, it's it's rough, and I don't even know the full details. But but either way you cut it, it's not a good situation. So. So that's all. Sorry to open on a somber note, Lyle, yeah. or Ryan. Go ahead. And 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 we want to be as open and loving hearted as possible, but it just feels more and more common. I, I I dare I say, you know, desensitized to it because I'm not, and I would feel on fire for it if I was even there or like you know uh, anything like that. But it's just it it's got to stop. But at the same time, I'm also realistic enough to realize that these things do happen because there are very bad people in the world and very sick people in the world. And, um, you know, maybe we can start there, but you know, how do you, how do you know, how do you know when somebody's going to do something like this? You just don't. So, yeah. Yeah. Very sad. And that's the hard part. So, um, all right. So that's, that's our tribute, you know, and our, our shout out to those, those folks in Jacksonville that are, that are in, and across the state, across the nation, you know, that are there. I'm sure people came from all over the place. So, oh, yeah. We won't we won't dwell on it and thank you for sharing the personal story ryan but um but moving on to to some brighter news you know of course we are now at least two weeks closer to the great american beer fest taking place um at the um in the 21st 22nd 20 i guess 20th 21st 22nd of uh september so that is actually coming up in less than a month now we are very close to the opening of that and to do so we actually brought in um, a little competition that we want to have of our own. Before we get into it, we always start off the evening talking about beers that we do drink, that we are drinking, that we want to drink. I don't know, guys, are any of your beers part of our competition or do you want to get in them right away? Guys, if any of your beers are in the competition that we have here that we're going to talk about in a few minutes, we can get into them then or we can get into them right away. We might as well just stick with conformity here and just continue on with our typical uh, regular scheduling programming and uh, by doing so we can kick things off with mr lausman talking about what he's drinking this evening uh this this one um uh, uh you know it's been on the show before it's not like it's new um but i got the sweet water going coastal and i really like it it's an ipa with pineapple and it tastes really good <laughs> it's would uh you consider that a juicy ipa i yeah i would um, I, if I'm completely honest, I took one sip of this, uh, right when we turned on the podcast today and I go, Oh, I gotta go take a Zantac. This thing's gonna, this thing's gonna destroy me. Um, because, and that's a little TMI for everyone. Um, but, uh, it's just, it's like really vivid on the pineapple. So I was like, Oh man, I was like, this is like a sugar kick, you know, in the evening time. Like, but which I, re I really like that though. Yeah, it's 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 actually quite pleasant. It's not, you know, some of the other flavored IPAs that kind of really overdo it. Look, I really like this one. Um, going coastal. I'm a huge fan of all sweet water, though. I, the 420 is one of my favorites, and you know, I, I really like they make a really good beer. So, um, so I saw this and I thought, you know, I was in the Wawa and I go, man, that's a no brainer right there. I was like, yep, that'll be a sweet little addition for the cast tonight. So it was a good time. I, I, I really enjoy it, and it's got a it's got a subtle pineapple taste. Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. I love pineapple. I love coconut. Ryan, what'd you bring? Well, since we're talking about pineapple, I brought to the table my newest homebrew, which is a jalapeno pineapple ale. Uh, brewed with two-row breeze, brewed with, of course, fresh jalapenos, brewed with also uh, fresh pineapple and uh, cascade hop, finished in a dry hop with more pineapple and Citra hop. 
So it has a nice citrusy aroma to it along with the pineapple and then the jalapenos. Uh, you don't really smell the jalapenos like uh, you do in the jalapeno IPA, but you taste the spice because I, I cut the hops way down on this one, but the, the jalapenos are still full flavored and there's a lot more spice to it. So if you guys can imagine a, a sweet and spicy connotation, it's fantastic. Absolutely love this beer, and I'm sad there's only like four and a half gallons of it. So <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, I want to get, I want to get someone. It it's like very beer. good. It's very good. It's very spicy though. It's when I say very spicy, it's a drinkable spicy. Uh, Donnie, how how spicy do you like your Bloody Marys? How spicy do you like your Chang sauce? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I like it. I like a mild amount of spice. I don't like okay. it to be, you know, undrinkable. But your beers never are. They're typically just a hint. Well, it, it was actually more spicy before I cold crushed with the pineapple, and that's exactly why I did it, because I wanted that pineapple flavor to be more prevalent and tone down the heat, which it did. But I would say it's about the equivalent to a nice, mildly spicy Bloody Mary. Of course, with jalapeno instead of everything else or Tabasco sauce, but <laughs> yeah, uh, very, very del- good, delicious beer. Uh, going to be taking it up to brew tomorrow night to give it out to the good folks there. And then I'm going to take it up this Sunday because I'm hanging out with the Gus man. So the Gus man. Good. Yes. Very good. Awesome. Well, I brought, I brought, it sounds delicious and I really do want to try it, but I brought something I've never had before. It was the Kiko Santiago, uh, mm-hmm. which is from Copper Tail. Have you had this Ron? Yes, brew has it, it. Yeah, it is. It is a good had tasting it. IPA. It's 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 like a it's a weird flavor because it tastes like a traditional IPA. But I've drank so many of the Cigar City highlights. In fact, I'm staring at one right now. But we'll get into that later. I just don't like. I don't know what. I guess I don't know what I was looking for. It just tastes like a standard IPA. Now, Coppertail makes the Free Dive IPA, which I feel is not the same. It doesn't have the same floral notes. It doesn't have the same citrus. It doesn't have the same pine. The free dive is almost like a everyman's IPA, in my opinion. Now, this is part of their IPA um, Alpha Hunt series, so it's a little bit different. And I think that these are some unique and specialty brews. The labels are always so cool with Copper Tail. I know that's that's crappy radio, but I just always love a good Copper Tail beer. So I don't know. I wanted to try this. I saw it in the store. I picked it up, and I'm pleased by it. So um, I really do like it. If you want a robust, full-flavored um, IPA, something a little bit more, a little more gusto than the than the free dive from Copper Tail from here local, Tampa, Florida, um, definitely check it out. So I, I really, really do enjoy it. Yeah, that was it. Very, very good beer. Yeah. What did you think about it? I, I enjoyed it. I think I only had maybe one or two of them when it was on tap at Brew. Um, I, I thought it was good. I, I I do like the free dive better, but I thought it was good. Do you like it better because you feel like it's more drinkable, or do you just like it better just because it's something you're more used to? I just this was. I, this I was think intense. the sec- the latter one. Yeah, it's something I'm more used to. Uh, the free dive. Um, and honest, to be honest with you, I probably didn't give it a fair chance because the juicy or, um, excuse me, the pulp friction was on and that's what I was just going for. I love the pulp friction. Yeah. Fantastic beer. Well, we'll get into that one here in a second. Lothman, anything else in the new beard front or the beers you want to drink? Uh, no, uh, uh, not really. I mean, I, I I did want this was just like a small, subtle note. I did just want to mention to anyone out there who was listening to Ryan explain his newest beer um, and trying to write down all the names on that. <laughs> There's a lot of action on that, Ryan. 
Like that was, you, you read it off. Like it was like a normal thing. And I was like, I'm on the podcast. And I was like, what in the hell? Like that is a lot you of, your, you got uh, your cash, your cash keys, haps, yeah, your, cash keys, like, your Jimmy Chews. You got your, uh, your, your Tascarillas. To, to our listeners who are trying to write all this down. Cause I, I trust every one of you is creating a manuscript of this podcast. But of course, um, yeah, we, well, while they're driving into work. Um, which is dangerous. I wouldn't write and do that at the same time. I, I, I could barely keep up. I was like, okay, you got your cascade, you got your eyes, Santa Land Land. I was like, okay. <laughs> I mean, that's just, that's a lot of meat. Like, how did you, again, this isn't really so much something I want to drink, but Ryan, how did you go? I want that one and that one, not that one, but that one. Like, that's just an interesting process. I can answer that question. I can actually answer that question. So the same way that I brew the jalapeno IPA is the concept that I used for this one. Minus the amount of hops, I cut that down to to just like one ounce. Okay, that was it. Just one ounce of hops, same amount of grains. The jalapenos I actually cut in half as far as the weight goes. Mm-hmm. And for the pineapple, I used about two and a half pounds of freshly cut pineapple. The whole the whole core, you know, how they cut the core open from Publix right there, just, mm-hmm. just yeah. all all cubed up or, you know, cylindrical, whatever. And that's what I brewed with. Um, use an 05 yeast, just the regular Cephal 05. It's, I find that those packets, those dry packets have more cells than, say, some of the other smack packs. If anybody out there knows what I'm talking about, then, then good for you. Otherwise, just do your own research and figure it out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but then in tasting it, I was like, you know what? This this calls for a little bit more pineapple. So I actually dry hop with about two and a half pounds of more uh, more pineapple. And what I did was is I got this time the same cute or cylindrical version. I just let that, you know, sit at the bottom. And then I got a bunch of diced up pineapples to let them float on top. So it was covered and just threw in the citra hop. So that's that's that was the process, man, over about 14 days. That was the process. Sounds lovely. Sounds yeah. lovely. Do you want me to repeat that? Because that I, I really thought like a chef. I was like, I, I, I want this to be spicy, but I want this to be sweet. I want to literally actually uh, pair this with a Hawaiian pizza, but have the difference be the spice in the beer and the difference be the ham on the on the pizza. You know what I mean? Because you're going to get the pineapple either way, but I want the spice and the ham to be the only two differences between the and the tomato well, I, sauce. I don't but, agree. I know you don't agree, but that's what I wanted. No, I don't agree because Hawaiian <laughs> pizza is awful. Oh, I agree with that. I agree with him not agreeing with your th- agreement. How also, dudes? Also, For if real? you if don't you like re- Hawaiian pizza? I love pineapple. Keep it off my pizza, especially no, when it's next to ham. That's the best. Hawaiian no, pizza like, is the best. It's like pineapple bacon. It's just not good. I don't think. Now, people love it. I get it. It's just not my thing, man. No, that's also, okay. doesn't Ryan, have to be everybody's thing. Ryan, if you were thinking like a chef, were you also wearing a chef hat? That I actually have to know. I had mitts. If I get you the hat, will you wear it? <laughs> yes. <but> only only <laughs> like, if it says brood boy 813. Yeah. See, I'm, <laughs> I'm smelling what you're stepping in. That'd be a sweet, <laughs> awesome. be a sick hat. Dude. You can wear it when you're brewing and you'd be like, hats on. Leave it, ladies. I gotta, I gotta get this done. I, I get to Ashley. Do you see what I'm wearing right now? I am Ashley. brewing. <laughs> I am dead serious. I will buy you this hat. Like I'm mean, <laughs> money for comedy. <laughs> that just that, that translate real well in my book. This All right, be awesome. As we continue to talk about 
brewing, brewing hats. I don't, I don't know. Whatever. We we teased, we teased with the uh, the Great American Beer Fest, which again coming up late, mid to late Jan- uh, September here. So please go buy your tickets, GreatAmericanBeerFestival.com. Enjoy that. But we thought it'd be interesting to bring you guys a bit of content here called the oh shit, what did I call it? Not so large American. Wait. That sure really should be Florida. Not so, yeah, we'll say American. Not so large American Craft Beer Fest 2018, the annual, first annual, by the way, uh, craft beer competition where the boys from the Craft Brews and Geek News podcast vote to bring you their favorite beers. Here's the best part. You will get your say too. Based off your opinion, simply what you think of the boys' review or your own opinion, we will encourage you to submit your vote as well who will win the coveted golden grain we'll only find out do you guys like that name golden grain by the way i liked it yeah you think so ryan oh boy that's a new golden chalice what do you want we can make it up on the fly it doesn't really matter i just i (laughs) I mean all the grains are kind of golden if they're pales why not golden grain sure i mean the golden grain though that seems like it's an ingredient less less than you know like a golden hop yeah, but same same thing though. Can we same. at least agree that we put whatever sort of award this is on the <laughs> the the Malter Alter? <laughs> okay, wait, I like that one better. Who's gonna win the Malter Alter? Why don't we just say that? I like it. I like the Malter Alter. <laughs> okay. okay, we can do that. The Malter Alter. I like that a lot. <laughs> Good job, Mister Lausman. And therefore, it's not really a thing except a shelf that you gotta hang in your house somewhere. <laughs> oh, I love that. that like you gotta probably- use. Anchor. It's really like, well, gonna mess up the drywall. Yeah, well, like, what if the actual trophy was just like a shelf? The <laughs> Dude, that is fantastic. Okay, it's... got it. That's it. Laos, good job. Thank you. Thank you. It's like a two by six. Oh man, that's that's glorious. And you, you already gotta... built me one. We're just I'm just gonna put yours on you a shelf. On a, right like above a, the mantle. The trophy yeah. thing. You gotta put your Malter altar on an actual altar or shelf. That's glorious. Oh, you should put <laughs> a shelf, shelf on a shelf. It's a shelf that you don't hang up. You just put it on another shelf, and it's like it's almost like a pedestal, but it just Ooh, it's we're on a shelf here, boys. Yeah, we're Yo, on you, something. This is all you, buddy. You, this is hook line sinker. Wait, can I go a little further? Can we drill like not all the way through, just like little circles big enough for different beer bottles to sit in it going across? That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, but I, I I mean that sounds pretty sketchy to hang on. Anyways, all right, fine. But we have <laughs> it doesn't matter. I like it. The whole point of this thing is that we're gonna we we are going to bring you some really intense, overly excited, I'm sure, content about the Great American Beer Fest. So we thought that over the next two to four weeks before we get to the actual competition itself, we will actually have yet another podcast um, to bring to you guys. So the idea is that we were going to throw out some of our favorites here. We'll throw them up on the Facebook group. Maybe a couple of us will tweet out some, some links and things to get you there, but simply just go to the group and vote. All you have to do is vote on what you want, and then we will select out of these these groups some individual winners for 2018. Now, these don't necessarily have to be made in the backyard here of Tampa, Florida, but maybe they're statewide, maybe they're nationwide. As long as they don't are they're they're not owned by the um, you know the big guys, that's okay. And even if a couple of them trickle in there, that's fine too. All we're trying to do is to to realize that we have. Um, a not so small collection of great craft beer here locally, and we just want to celebrate it. 
So in our little own way, we're going to do so by uh, by nominating some some winners here, and then we'll have everybody in our our Facebook group vote on them, and we can actually put them out on Twitter, and we can collect all the votes any way you guys want to. We'll we'll make that TBD. Just um just stick through the group once you hear these nominees, and um and hop online and try and vote from yourself, and we'll see how many of these we can get up there and see what people think about them. Sound good? Yeah, sounds Sound good. All right. So what we did is we actually, as a group, came up with two, three, maybe four in some instances um, of our top faves in, I think, six different categories. So the six categories we have, and then we have one additional category, which we'll save to the end. And that might create a little bit of discussion. But the, the reason I wanted to create it like this is that I wanted each of us to weigh in on why we selected the beers and then present the argument as to why they should stay on the list. What I want to do is that I want to have two beers that we're, ever, we're all going to have to choose from. So, again, some of these have some sure fire. They're automatically going to be on the docket. Some of them will not. And some of these that we talk about will net us to think through some more. So the idea is that we're going to go through these and we're going to talk about them. So we can start from selections. I kind of have them ranked as in Ryan's rank, Laos's rank, my rank, Ryan's mine or Laos is mine and then it keeps going that way so it goes ryan nick me ryan nick me and we'll just keep going down the list all through six categories and we'll see what we kind of get to when we get to the end and the winners will be voted on by the facebook group all right yeah sounds good i didn't right. have entries for some of them because i'm that's like, okay i added some entries and we can just talk about it I mean, as we're talking about it, you might think through some more okay all right so Moving on, the first category we have is the American Style Pale Ale or IPA. Either one you felt like submitting, that is what we submitted. So, Ryan, kick us off with your submission, please. Yeah, I went for the Dogfish Head. I kind of covered all three spectrums here, 1690 and 120-minute IPA, uh, followed up by the Torpedo Two-Hearted, or the Torpedo from Sierra Nevada and the uh, Bells Two-Hearted, and finished off with Cigar City's Highlight. For a All nice, right. refreshing, crisp, citrusy flavor. So which one would you vote on? Which is which is your one that you want? Well... For this category. Okay, so if I'm going to be drinking all night, I would go it's with... You. If someone said, no, Ryan, what I, I is know, your, I know. your IPA for 2018? I, I, oh, just, just one. Yep. Just one. Uh, well, since I can only have just one, it's got to be the 120. Okay, that's good. you can really only drink just one. <laughs> All right. Uh, Lossman, do you have an argument for that? I, I do. Um, I would hope if someone walks up and said, hey, it's 2018. I mean, you got to pick one. I would hope that there would be multiple versions of this exact one. Um, but I would have to go with our official, unofficial sponsor, Sierra Nevada Torpedo. <laughs> that was absolutely really? the tops of my list. Yeah. Really? I, I have one tonight, actually. I have one right here in front of me. I just... I just I'm mixing it in with my going coastal. And I was like, oh, can't wait to get to that. <laughs> well, see, the funny thing is that I had the Cigar City IPA on my list too, highlight. So let's get into a little bit of dialogue here. Ryan, I would, and again, I'm not saying you only have to have one. I'm saying you have to pick one. It's not that you can only have one beer for the rest of your life. If you had to pick one as your favorite from 2018, why? I will tell you right now, and I'll lead it off, and you guys can follow my example for the rest of the competition here. The Highlight IPA, the 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 my favorite India Pale Ale, uh, period. No matter if you're in Florida or you're somewhere else, is because this beer is one of. And I just finished drinking the Coppertail IPA from the Alpha Hunt. I love it. 
But like I said, it was a little bit more brash. It was a little more aggressive than the highlight that I'm used to. In my opinion, this highlight has the perfect amount of citrus. It's drinkable. It goes down easy. You can drink it in the heat. You can drink it in the inside when it's nice temperature. You can drink it out by a fire. It's just a great drinkable IPA. It also has a hugely or very high um, alcoholic content which i again like in my ipas i like them to be strong i don't want all that full flavor without that other that other aspect so um that's why i nominated and feel very strongly about the cigar city ipa uh the highlight just because it, it has been a staple for tampa and i just really enjoyed the beer so um Lostman, give us your or anybody go ahead you guys speak up and give me your give me your fight for your your beer well, I, you know, to your point, I, again, the highlight was like like second on my list because <laughs> I do love that beer. I absolutely do. Um, it's a fantastic IPA. I just, you know, okay, so if I'm completely honest, I buy, I like to buy the torpedoes when uh, Sierra Nevada tor torpedo, when it's on sale, I try to, sometimes I just buy it because whatever, and I try and get the 12 pack and, and, and you know, obviously I'll follow the sales or whatever, but if I'm given the option between Highlight or Torpedo, the Torpedo, I get through about two and I almost feel like I've got a sore throat because it's it it's just a little abrasive to me. I mean, it's a very intense flavor. It's it's right in your face. And I feel like Torpedoes is that smoother, uh, you know, sort of guy leaning up against a fence post, you know, outline silhouette. <laughs> He's just Hey man, this is this is all right, man. Just relax. It's just a smooth IPA, and and that's what I really appreciate about it. Is it's just how smooth it is. So uh, that's that's why if I'm given if they're the same price, same amount, same everything, I, I would lean towards the torpedo because I like the torpedo. I like the smoothness in it. All right, good argument, Mister La or uh, Mister Broodboy at one three. Your one twenty IPA. It's it's just one of those most unique extreme. IPAs. I think it's it obviously higher in content or alcohol content than most of the other uh, IPAs out there or even other beers out there, 17.5%. You really do just need to sip on it. Plus, um, in the beginning, when you first get it, it's one of the more hoppier beers that you could ever imagine. But if you let it kind of hang out in your refrigerator for six months or a little bit like, you know, uh, maybe even a year, it'll mellow down to get more sweetness from the malt flavors. It's just very overall, like a very complex uh insane beer that's why i like it so okay well very short but well said um good so i think those are three good choices i really think that's going to be up to the up to the beer drinker at that point right because they're 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 all very different for their own reasons i think torpedo again it's got mass distribution so it's probably got a lot more fans out there than cigar city highlight however the history you know the rich stuff i get it that's there and then the 120 again like to ryan's point nine percent or something like that and it, you can only get it in a half percent okay Ugh. you can only get it in in you know a four pack at very select times of the year when you can literally punch everyone else that's trying to get it so uh i understand i think that's going to be a really hard category to judge um, and I don't want us to predict that now. As soon as we get off this evening, tomorrow morning, we'll have all these posted in the group, and we'll see what the team or the uh, what the other Brewmasters Club members here want to say about these beers. So um, let's see. Moving on to the next category here. Unless you guys have anything else, you can always stop me. Okay. I will just say this, uh, and I know you guys can't see it on the podcast here, but I know you, Donnie, and Last Man can. Uh, 
Well, I bought the variety pack from Dogfish Head, and in the very middle of the box was a sequinch with a koozie. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. No way. They put a koozie on the beer and put it in there? They did. That's awesome. they did. so cool. That's so cool. So, that's why I'm going for Dogfish Head in almost awesome. every category I can. <laughs> yeah, that's good little subtle branding. I like that. All right. So moving on. So we didn't have a lot of Pilsner competitors uh, for this one. And, and Pilsner is kind of not exactly um, – mm. It isn't exactly trending in 2018, but it's still very much a significant category. And it's one that I think is going to take a lot of conversation for the Great American Beer Fest. So I just wanted to make sure we did include that. If you think of one, Ryan, go for it. But I think Ryan, or excuse me, Mr. Lausman had their first entry here with Ain't Your Mama's Pills. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, I wasn't 100% on the name because I remember I only I had th- it I one think time. you're close. I think you're close. I yeah, um, but uh, I did like that one. I don't usually like pilsners. I can I can barely get down. What is that? Uh, Miller Lights a pilsner, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, are you referring to Mama's Little Yellow Pills? That might be it. I ah, Oscar Blues. That is, yeah, so. that is a, that it is. Was, so. It was just the one time I had it, and I was like, ah, I was like, you know what? That's that's it's very rare for me to do that. Like I do that with Kolsch's. I'll like try one in like out of like thirty, and I'm like, you know what? I'm like, that's all right. Like that's right <laughs> on time. I'm with you. I'm with you. The same exact thing. I don't. I don't like a lot of them. They're not a style that sticks out to me very strongly, but. But yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just it's just not a fun experience for me. But uh, but that one I remember, I I took a sip and I said, you know what? Yeah, okay, that's cool. I'm like that that'll be all right. If I see that in a bar, yeah, sure, I'll get one of those. That's all I had on it. <laughs> the only no, and to be to be honest with you, the only other Kolsch that I thought that same thought about is up in Minnesota. So it was that one I talked about a couple weeks ago. So which one was that? Oh jeez, um, I'm not gonna remember the name right now. It's been a very long day. <laughs> Um, I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> from the Nodak? <laughs> it was from Nodak, yep, North North Dakota. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, it was the one I tried. I debate. It was the only one I debated on bringing back on the plane and risking it because <laughs> apparently you can't do that with a carry on. You can't bring a beer onto an aircraft, um, <laughs> which is fine. I, I you're not supposed to, but uh, but you know, it was good. It was the only other culture I liked ever. Good. All right. Well, I brought one actually from a suggestion standpoint here, the independent Pilsner from Coppertail. Um, I've only had this to your point loss like one time and it's all right. I don't remember hating it or anything like that, um, but it's a nice, you know, um, like golden pale kind of uh, uh, nice rich head. It has a, a lacy pungent aroma, foamy, crisp mouthfeel, mild hops, faintly soapy, but not objectively um, bad. It's just a, it's, it's a nice, tasty beer um like reminiscent of a german pills and that's all it was and that's what i remember of it i don't remember it being necessarily something i loved but i I mean i would put it in the category of you know if i was going to vote a pilsner again trying to stay local um i did enjoy it so um i i don't have anything again strongly in this category that i feel but maybe this is one that we can leave open for people to suggest and if it gets enough votes you know we'll see what happens here but um ryan did you want to add one more to this I think I did, but I I might have added the wrong one. Ryan, what was yours? Yeah, no, I just added the Lagunitas uh, Czech style pills. I do enjoy that one. I think it's really refreshing in a lot of ways, um, and it's and they do they do obviously do a, a great job with their uh, IPAs. But I think this one is a nice little breakup between uh, between everything that they that they specialize in. So yeah, it's been a while since I've had one. I'm trying to remember the flavor profile, but it is very good. So I'll go with that. 
Okay, so again, mentioning that the Pilsner here is one of our weaker categories, we rely on you guys to vote for it. So please join the Facebook group and vote. Moving on, American-style wheat beer. There was a very weak category here. I don't know if any of you guys in the cast here actually drink a lot of wheat beers, but I have a couple that I really like, so I included them here on the list. And I'll list them right now. Florida Cracker, from uh, it's a wheat beer from Cigar City, of course. Passion Wheat from J Dove's Brewing Company in Sarasota. If you don't remember that one, it's got a little bit of a passion fruit to it, which is very interesting. But my number one, I saved the best for last, of course. And this isn't exactly 2018. It's more like 2008. But Oberon from Kalamazoo Brewing Company. If you don't like Oberon, then you're an asshole. Simple as that. <laughs> I'd agree with I, that. I don't know how to say it any differently. But Oberon's got about 5.7%. Oh. It'll get you where you're trying to go. It is easy to obtain. It is um, a great tasting beer. It's a lovely little brewery. And um, I really just enjoy it. So, hey, you I'm know what? Go ahead. Pleasure. I forgot that that was a weed. Because it, it, it doesn't taste like one. It doesn't mm -hmm. drink like one or taste like one. And I totally forgot that that was a wheat. Yep. So that's on me. That would have been that would have made my list if I had. Remembered. Yeah. You, you think a shock top or like a blue moon or something. And those are pretty mainstream wheat, quote unquote, beers. But um, when I think of a wheat beer, I think of Oberon. It's refreshing. There's a nice orange citrus. It's it's not like you're you're biting into an orange, you know, cut up orange. But it but it does have some flavor that is reminiscent to that. And it's just a drinkable summertime beer. You know, in the wintertime, it was nice too. I remember drinking that beer snowboarding. Like, it's just a good beer. It's a good beer, and it just does everything you need it to. So I really enjoyed it. But, Ryan, you got anything to add to that before we move out? I, myself, did not know that that was a wheat beer, but I can definitely remember back before. Well, I guess that makes that means that I've had craft beer before. I knew I had craft beer, so that's kind of cool. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. It's an oldie but a goodie. Moving it's an on oldie but a goodie. <laughs> to the stouts and porters. Ryan, you actually added one. You actually added a couple. You added uh, a couple. So please go through these in quick succession here and give me your number one. And then I'll give you a couple that I added. I'm really surprised that you did not add the one that I added first. I, I get that. Um, and and I, I can imagine why. But but let me just tell you, in, in order from least to best, um, the... The Night Swim Porter from Coppertail is just a very, very good porter. And it's honestly the last remaining porter, I think, like on the shelf in Publix when I go there. So uh, not much selection in the craft beer section anymore. I don't but, think it's that great, just to be honest. I do. Have you, no. ever, have you ever put ice cream in and uh, had yourself a little uh, porter float there, Donnie? No, I no? have not. But that's not why it. I don't drink porters for that. So Ashley and I talked about it on a podcast a way long time ago. But no, it's a very, very good porter, I think, in my opinion. So yeah. that being said, for stout, I love the narwhal. I think the <laughs> Sierra Nevada narwhal is one of the best stouts out there. I mean, they already make it they make a great basic stout that comes in at like six or seven percent, I think. Um, but the narwhal, when that bad boy comes out, you get them in four packs and it is just an amazing, rich flavored stout, and it's not if I it's not barrel aged or anything like that. It's just a very awesome stout that comes in at like eleven or twelve percent, and I really enjoy that. the The last one I put on there is Cycles Cream and Sugar, and the reason I do that is because that is my halftime beer for the Steelers game. Anytime I watch a Steelers game and I'm at O'Brien's Irish Pub, which is where our Steelers nation is at large, uh, I will get that as my halftime beer. So if I have to go with one for the year, I'll go with the cream and sugar 
That's it. Okay. Yeah. Cream and sugar. Cream and, and sugar. That's from, uh, cycle brewing. Yeah. Oh, that's very interesting because that I would have surely thought you would have gone for the uh, the narwhal as your one, but but good. Good to know. Yeah. Well, I went with one earlier that was more seasonal, which was the 120. So I got to go with one that I can get year round. So that's that's what I'll do with that one. On. So. All right. Mr. Lousman, I know that stouts and porters are not necessarily your MO. So we can, I, I just want to go ahead and contribute to what I put on the list here. Two, first off, Ryan, I cannot believe you did not list the Funky Brew- Brewing Last Snow Porter. It is what I understand to be one of your favorite beers of all time. You get this beer all the time. Um, <laughs> I didn't say it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Well, why didn't make your list is what I'm asking. You only asked for three. <laughs> oh, it didn't make your top three is what you're saying. I guess not, Donnie. Ooh. Yeah. Just very, very, con- con- it's very confusing to me. Another one, Mr. Ryan, that I'm here. First off, let me just, uh, all right, let me go on to my next one. So so I, I did put a couple on here, and I've actually got another one because this conversation just sparked my interest. But um, besides the Funky Buddha last snow, I, when I first got into craft beer, this was definitely in 2006 or before, it was Young's Double Chocolate Stout. It was the stout I was told I had to try. And it is not local. It is not here in Tampa. But it is one of the most delicious stouts you will ever try. And if you think a chocolate stout will taste like Oreos and cream pies, it does not. But this beer is drinkable. And it is delicious. And it is one of the best beers I've ever had. Ryan, the shocker that I wanted to give to you just now, check it out. Uh, that's more of a delicacy, though. Ladies and gentlemen, what I just posted on the notes section that it's we share delicacy, enjoying though. here is the, what is it, Cigar City? Yeah, Cigar City. Yeah, Cigar but- City Hanapu. You may remember this beer from the episodic uh, experience that Ryan had year after year going there with his wife and friends enjoying this lovely stout called Hanapu, but yet it did not make it on Ryan's list of the number one stouts and porters for 2018. Ryan, please explain yourself. Yeah, I guess I have some explaining to do. (laughs) I guess you do. For both the Funky Buddha Last Snow and for and the Cigar City Hunapu, those are both very, very good beers. I just, you know, maybe if you'd have put a separate little list together for Stout and Porter, that might have made it come forward more. But you, you put a list for Stouts and Porters on the same list. So there's my debate there. Um that's all I, right, Ryan. I love I no, no. I, I love the Hunapu, and I, I love the Last Snow. I think the Last Snow is one of the best that you can find, but it just didn't make my top three. I had to pick between Stouts and Porters out of three, and and I didn't have enough room for it. So, all right, Lostman, <laughs> out of out of those four, we got to dump one. Which one are we dumping? Young's Ooh. Double Chocolate. Uh, I, I'm <laughs> standing behind that one, so my vote. I mean, I'm just saying we have to. We can't exceed more than three per category. So, I my vote is that Double Chocolate Stout stays. I would say that stays because that's what Donnie's passionate about. Get um, rid of my cream and sugar then because nobody knows who that is anyway. You've got to get rid of one. That's all. Which I, which one do I vote for? I say cream and sugar only because only I like the other ones. Yeah, I like a good dog pile. Yeah, cream and sugar's out. Get get rid of the cream and sugar. Cream and sugar, you know, it doesn't matter. It's just my halftime beer, so it's okay. For the record, moving into this category, the Stouts <laughs> and Porters, we have the Funky Buddha Last Snow Porter, Young's Double Chocolate Stout, and Hanapu beer from Cigar City. 
Moving on, boys and girls. And Bring I think I was Go just going to say, I don't think that there is any question about this next category, Donnie. I agree. I think all these are three winners, and I think actually Mr. Lausman gets the trophy for suggesting all of these at once. I do believe. <laughs> so this is not unusual. I think we all had these on our list. In fact, I was drinking one last episode, but we moved into our Belgian-style triple uh, category here. So, of course, and this is this should be an instant category winner because both Ryan, well, all three of us, Ryan, Lausman, and myself had Unholy as our list for our favorite. Belgian triple style beer, Belgian style triple, excuse me, for 2018. Uh, not only is it a fantastic local beer from cigar, or for, excuse me, from Coppertail. Not only is it a great Belgian style triple from Coppertail, the local here at Tampa, Florida, but it is a phenomenal triple, just point blank, just a great drinking beer. Um, I don't think we have to really defend it much. If you've had it, you'll enjoy it. I promise you will. It's one of the only triples that are served in bars and restaurants across the Tampa Bay area for sure. And people that don't necessarily like triples love it. There's a nice little um, banana bread flavor to it. It's not too sour. It's not too strong, but it will get the job done. Boys, what else do you have to say about Unholy? They served it in movie theaters and movies are better now. Yeah. <laughs> that's all you have to say. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And period. Done with the statement. Ryan? <laughs> I'll, I, I'll go a little bit further. I think the flavor for that Belgium triple is amazing. Uh, definitely get a little bit of spiciness to it, too. Uh, but I, I think it's just part of I mean, you drink one unholy and you feel unholy, you know? So it lives up to his name. Yeah. So I agree. Uh, moving on to the next one, and I may switch up the order on this, but again, sl- submitted by Mr. Lossman. Go ahead. Why don't you take a sip, these Lossman? Hit, hit us up with the golden monkey. Well, okay. Okay. Yeah. I was about to say uh, the order was, I don't know how, I tried the form like five times. Um, in any event, the <laughs> victory golden monkey, um, easily one of my, my top three um, uh, Belgian triples, which I know is an interesting uh, genre, but uh, I, I, I loved. Uh, when I first tried it, I loved it. Um, when I started seeing it pop up, I was like, oh, oh, okay. And then now it's to the mainstream point where it's at like Disney World. It's at Animal Kingdom. I'm like, it's <laughs> glorious. Like it's at this point, I'm off the rails. I'm just like, I can get this everywhere. <laughs> and you can get it on draft and you can get it in the bottle. And now it's in gas stations. And I'm like, I'm just losing my mind slowly because I'm just so thrilled with it. Um, very heavy, in my opinion, on the the banana bread flavor. It's it's it does not it does not pull any punches. It says hello, <laughs> we're here to party, and um, it it just sort of does that. Beautiful, you can get it at Wawa. I mean, it's literally everywhere down here in Florida, anyways. But huge fan, great tasting, um, love it uh, easily. I would say this was the uh, this is the intro Belgian triple that got me into Belgian triples, and I'm here to stay. So. I, th- I think we even covered that once. I was like, yeah, you don't really like Belgians, but you tried it. And you're like, oh, I really like this one. It's all right. Yeah. And, uh, I remember hearing you say that once, and it just uh, it is it is a fantastic triple. Now, I think compared to the Unholy, it is significantly heavier. It, it's definitely more of an undertaking than, than the Unholy is to just, I've never had a triple before. Boom. Uh, I think it will knock you back. It's one of those ones they serve in a goblet, and it does take you a bit to get used to it. But that's just my opinion. It's just that's just my opinion. So, Ryan, Ryan, you got anything on that? No, I, I think that that's a great description. 
<laughs> awesome, man. Give us your last one, and then we're going to bump on to our, our almost final um, category here. And then we have one bonus category, and then we can wrap this up. Uh, so my last one that I had listed on my list was uh, it was the Miami Brewing Tourist Trap, which, yet again, uh, huge fan of this very, Belgian Triple. Very good uh, call. It's it's just so delicious. This one goes a little... I, I want to say it, it drinks a little bit warmer. And what I mean by that is when, when I have one of these, I mean, which is every chance I get, but uh, when I have one of these, it's just... It, I immediately get this taste of, oh boy, it, it is a warmer, you can taste where it's going, um, sort of Belgian triple that really brings that, uh, that banana bread finish home. I mean, that seems to be the, the, the statement of the, the description here, but banana bread finish in a pretty major effect. But um, I did, I will say this one time, I've only had one bad experience with it, where I brought it to a beach setting. And I didn't have the sufficient cooler for it. And I tried to drink six of these in one day. And they had gotten room temperature. That was my mistake. Yeah, that was my mistake. It's definitely not on Miami Brewing. They specify that it should be kept. It should be served chilled. Um, But don't do that. Don't, Don't ever make that mistake. Don't you ever. Out there, listener, don't ever make that mistake because it just it started tasting like soup and i was like oh i'm in it for like three more i was just in it i was like i would stab somebody for a block of ice but um (laughs) just keep it chilled i mean you know stay chill (laughs) all right well that's awesome uh i mean not an awesome story i'm sorry that happened to you but that's good no good choices on those last one again i think we all kind of agree so those are locked in for the belgian style triples we've got unholy from Coppertail, golden monkey from victory brewing and taurus trap from mia brewing and lost just real quickly the fond memory that i have from mia is when you and i were touring um what is that place called brew hub yeah brew Brew hub Hub. and the lady literally goes hey this is our cooler duds you guys can help yourselves and we're like what and you're like yeah i can grab one of these she's like yeah and we just grabbed like a four pack of the (laughs) tourist trap and just smashed them right there the bar was great so and pseudo sue yeah pseudo sue as well but i didn't like pseudo sue as much but it doesn't matter we're not talking about pseudo sue we're talking about tourist trap moving quite a quite quickly here through this list we are down to our last category before the bonus round the juicy or hazy pale ale now boys before we get into this i just wanted to say that the juicy or hazy ipas are taking the cake at the great american beer fest i just wanted to make it known that i think it's the tune of three or four hundred juicy or ip or excuse me Juicy or hazy IPAs have been entered uh, to the Great American Beer Fest, which is the first time that the general IPA category has been debunked or unthroned. I don't know, dethroned, whatever you want to say. Uh, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. So there's 414 different beers entered to the juicy or hazy IPA category. Staggering total number, including pale ales and double IPAs. 706 which hugely overtakes the uh the india pale ale category of 331 which typically is the highest ranking category so this is going to be a very interesting great american beer fest this category my friends will be taking us to the skyway or to the highway um if that's a thing i don't that's a bad one this category will taking us to new heights as seen by submissions to the Great American Beer Fest. So what, might you be asking, do we bring to the category? 
Well, Mr. Broodboy13, do you want to kick us off with your pulp friction that you brought us here? <laughs> yeah, definitely for MotorWorks. And uh, it's, I got to tell you, it's one of the most unique flavors in a beer that I've experienced besides some of the ones that I've brewed. And I, the last two weeks that I've had it, over at uh, our good friends Christian and Jill at Brew, because uh, uh, MotorWorks, I, I've actually never been to the brewery, but it's it's great to have a place that features Florida beer. And it's it, it was on draft, and I was like, hey, I'm just going to have another one of these because I can't get enough of it. I think I've had two or three growlers of it and probably about six pints of it. It's just a fantastic beer. It's rich in flavor, great on um, you know the hops. It's not overly... Uh, crazy there and just really uh citrusy it's just it's, i don't know you just have to experience it for yourself you have to go there or go to brew and try it for yourself so i'd like to point out that you did this over several days you didn't do all that just right like you didn't just sit down and be like three growlers oh yeah <laughs> no it was like at least at least you didn't seven. just go keep them coming i'm gonna tell you when to stop. <laughs> at, at least there was there was at least six or seven days between all that <laughs> just, right around the corner don't don't you come at me like that well Sorry. and it's funny because the last time i was up there i said hey i said how is this still on and he said well because the they put the kiko santiago donnie the one that you had earlier yeah, yeah yeah they put that on tap and everybody went from the pulp friction to the kiko santiago because it was more of a traditional style uh, you know, uh, beer in in that sense, and and so that's why. I, hey, I I lucked out, man. The pulp friction um gets my vote, so I like it. All right, now, Lossman, did you bring hazy little thing to the table here? I, I did not. I, I mean, I did in terms of my vote. I did not in terms of this evening. However, no, no, no. I, no. Yeah, tell yeah. tell us a little tell us a little bit about hazy little thing. Well, I actually did uh, a couple episodes ago. Uh, that was actually my featured beer. It was a hazy, and uh, you actually mentioned something along the lines of, "Oh, that's so interesting," because you know it's right around when we started catching wind of the uh, Great American Beer Festival. Um, so I actually kind of got that as a whim from my local Publix, and uh, was very very pleased with it i mean it just i i don't know if this is a, a, a characteristic of all hazy beer or hazy ipas i should say but uh it, it was just so it was one of those beers that just hits you as so drinkable it's like man i okay yeah like this is fantastic i could do several more of these like it's it's one of those beers that you could have at a barbecue and just keep on going and be like eh, about you know i don't know nine more i mean might as well spend the night i guess i should probably move into the guest room yeah start forwarding my mail here no, <laughs> one <geez>. of those, <laughs> i mean yeah i mean it's, it's one of those uh just it, it was actually just so smooth that unobtrusive the tastes were just right on point i mean i i really enjoyed it it's something i could drink all night probably Excellent. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, and that's what we want here, because I think that's the whole point of the of the category, is just to expand on the, the pale airs, the IPAs a little bit, because they are so such an acquired taste. So having that refreshing quality, having that like juiciness to it, I think is going to do the category very well. Um, the thing I brought was the Neon White IPA from MIA Brewing Company. So again, same thing as your um, tourist trap. I, I really enjoyed it. I think I've only had it one time. The can is just like neon and very retro and cool looking, but um, a lot of tropical fruit, a lot of tangerine, um, mango, some some nothing too sweet on the flavor palette of it, but it's got some lemon lime, some white peach. It's got a little bit of um, like 
lemongrass almost flavor. It's medium bodied, uh, juicy, creamy, just a good tasty beer. So um, anybody that doesn't really like IPAs wants to kind of get into the category. Maybe you're a sour fan. Uh, I, I definitely suggest you, you try out a couple of these hazy IPAs, but uh, I really like this one. So neon uh, white IPA is my submission. We have three. So if you guys don't disagree, we can move on to our last final and bonus category. You I'm tell me, agreement. Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. About 18 decibels, a little higher than normal. <laughs> Just and It sounded like there was a question mark on the end of that. I don't even know how you did that with punctuation. <laughs> well, Ryan... The last category that we added here was actually Vals' suggestion, and it was basically his favorite beer. So whatever your favorite beer is, if you have one, and we don't say favorite beer, the last category can be honorable mention. So you don't necessarily have to have it as your favorite beer or as a beer that you can't live without, but just a beer that maybe you you stumbled across this year and you just really loved. And um, I don't know about you guys, but Laos and I both, I mean, I know about Laos win, I guess, but <laughs> we had, and this isn't exactly even this year, but the, the, we had a beer in 2017 from Marker 48, uh, brewed and, and bottled in Wikiwachi, Florida. It was a special and unique bottle release. It was a 2017 edition of the double IPA called, I think it's Spring Release. Mm-hmm. It was called Spring Release, and it was a double IPA aged in bourbon barrels while submerged in the freshwater spring located on Florida's nature coast. I remember that beer. And may it maybe it was not – I don't think it was 2018. It, it doesn't really matter when it was. It was a beer that stuck out as needing an honorable mention. Was it the best beer I've ever had? No, <laughs> but the story behind the beer and the drinkability of the beer was cannot be denied. It was simply just a fantastic beer, and the fact that it was brewed in Florida waters at a constant 73 degrees or whatever it is in those springs, it's just amazing. So I saw that on Laos's list, and I had to add it to mine as an honorable mention. So, Laos, give me your thoughts on that. Ryan, we'll get a, a submission from you, and we're going to wrap this buddy up. I, I just, uh, I think I, I romanticize that list or that mention a little bit because that just, that is truly, you know, I, I drink a lot of beers that, that so much passion and so much, you know, hard work goes into. And that one just kind of took it and ran with it. It was like, okay, I get it. Like a lot of people brew stuff in their garage and like they got stuff in like big fermenters on the side of I-4. But like this was also just like, in the bottom of a spring in Florida that only happens. Yeah. It's just, there's, I mean, there's almost like they could have done this in a deep freezer easily or like a refrigerator. They could have been like, well, we're just going to put it in a refrigerator or whatever. Um, but they didn't. And just the fact that this beer has like a story, um, you pretty much nailed it right on the head, Donnie. I mean, was it the best beer I've ever had? I would probably say no, because, uh, you know, just, Probably wasn't my cup of tea or beer. But it was a good beer. It just, it just, I wouldn't say, yeah. hey, you've never had beer before. You should try this one. <laughs> just, yeah, I, I couldn't wasn't. exactly taste the history of the spring out of the beer, but I knew it was there. And that's like, okay, all right. Like, that was just such an interesting story. It was such an interesting, like, way to, to actually have that develop as and mature as a beer. It, it just, it meant a lot to me. So I knew that I could taste the hard work that went into it. And I, I was just very appreciative of it. And I felt that it, it you know, forever more will be remembered as like just one of those so interesting things that I'll 
I might not ever have again. So I, I really liked it and enjoyed it. Well, we're going to try and get the 2018 edition <laughs> to, as well yeah. as they as they release that. Yeah, next. they need to sink like an 18 wheeler down there. Like, can we just plug <laughs> yes, it up? Seriously. Marker 48, thank you for that. Ryan, what do you have? Well, I was going to say uh, part of that is, you know, the exclusivity of only ever being able to have it once and wishing that you could have it again. So, Donnie, does that mean that they are in the process? Do you know? Uh, if they're in the process of doing it again, yeah, or not, oh, okay, no, I, I just I wasn't heard, I wasn't I saying that you they did. Will. Yeah, yeah okay. I assume they will. I mean, it would be nice if they did, but it was also one of those beers that you can look at and say, yeah, I had that. You know, well, they've been doing it since um 2005, I think. So odds are they will be doing it again, or 2015. So odds are they will be doing it again. Oh well, shit. I mean, you could snorkel down there and stuff a couple Miller Lights in there if you want. No, jeez. <laughs> it's, it's not going to taste the same. It's going to taste horribly comparatively, but uh, yeah, you can do that if you want. If you really want to get in on it, right? You can, you can dive her down and get it out oh, from the bottom of the spring there. Mm-hmm. Ryan, do you have an honorable mention <laughs> that you'd like to throw on the pile here? I do. <laughs> uh, the Red Ale. Diver down. Love it. Absolutely love it. Why? Why? <laughs> Well, yes. uh, <laughs> it just fit this puns in this joke so well. No, yeah. Well, no, I've 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 shared this on the on the on the cast before, but it's just one of those beers that has the most rich multi flavor uh you know red beer that you can eat that you can find, in my opinion. And there's not many others out there that are comparable. Um give me one if if you know a name of a malt forward red. I'd love to try it, but this one comes in, I think, what, 8.1%, 8.2%, something like that, and it's just an imperial red ale that's just absolutely delicious and and thick, and it's it's like the equivalent to, like, a if, if, if you picture, like, a thick stout, it, this is a thick red compared, comparably. You know what I'm saying? In that in that connotation, there's just a heavy beer, and I like it. I, I That's why I love it. So, uh, it's my vote. A quick interrupt. Um, as a uh, thick red myself. <laughs> um, I found that one to be just a little over the top. Um, in terms of just, it, it, it kind of, it's a, it's an abrasive, uh, abrasive is not the right word. It's a strong taste. Yes. Um, yeah. And that, that sort of, uh, a buddy of mine wanted to stock that at his scuba shop, um, at Brandon scuba. And, uh, he wanted to stock that because it was diver, related and uh i tried it about three or four times and just was not i I just couldn't get into it and and that's something bad about it i just it's just not for me it's just it's no very strong taste and that that's something i think we can all agree on that you you, like you said it's an imperial it's it is strong i mean in terms of what it is meant to be so uh props to them on sticking to their guns but it's just a little too strong for me yeah, and 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 that's perfectly fine. It's not everybody's uh, flavor profile. I get that. Um, you know, dabbling into the the realm of stouts and porters that that I do, I feel that's where if if you like those, you can easily drink this. Which last man, I'm not saying anything bad. You, you don't always do stouts. You don't you know those heavier beers. So that that could be one thing too. If you got into that uh, stout profile, I think that this would be a cake, but uh, or a cakewalk. But anyway, <laughs> it, uh, you can just make it a cake. That's fine. Uh, I actually it. probably make a great cake. But uh, no, that's that's just that's my. Uh, it's that's the yeast right I can there. do. <laughs> it's the yeast I could do. 
Thank you, boys. We appreciate that. That was a fantastic episode. Unfortunately, we are straight out of time. We have so much more content to cover, including our famous geek news segment. What are we going to do? I don't know. Perhaps we'll... Geek out, little, freak out. Yeah, perhaps we'll throw a little extra something something out there. We're not sure. But, boys, where can the good kids find you? We are absolutely out of time tonight. Mr. Lausman, please let us know. Uh, I can be found at Mr. Lausman on Twitter. All right. And Broodway13, where can the good kids find you? He can find me soundly sleeping in my bed in about 10 minutes. How are uh, they going to do that? <laughs> or on, on Instagram and Twitter at Broodway813. And possibly, right. little <laughs> teaser, just a little teaser, at Lando Lakes Heritage Harbor Park on October 6th. But you're going to have to pay attention next time to find out why. We may very much do a bonus episode on this. And for the Geek News segment that we completely ran out of time on, just check out our YouTube channel, Craft Brews Geek News on YouTube. We did a really awesome Ewok Hunt episode where we like, yeah, did Ewok Hunt on Battlefront 2 for the first time. And it's terrifying. And Ryan Wait. died every time. And Ryan died a lot. I died a lot. You actually <laughs> got on the ship a couple times. I don't know. We can get into it later. But, boys, um, I appreciate your time. You can always find us at the, the Craft Brews and Geek News Facebook page. Um, you can find me at Brewmasters Club on Twitter and Facebook. Um, in addition to YouTube, find us there. Uh, join the just join the Facebook group. The Facebook group is the best way to get a hold of all of us. We have about 75 members now, almost 80. Uh, please do. We enjoy everyone. And as we say at the end of every episode, it's 10:23. Can you find me? It's 10:24. Actually, 10:24. Now, oh, you dick faces. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> You've been listening to the official podcast of the Brewmasters Club, Craft Brews and Geek News. Grab a beer with the guys and be sure to subscribe to catch additional content. Add this podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. Chat with the guys on Twitter at Brewmasters Club and Facebook and online at www.brewmasters.club. Cheers. Cheers.